0: Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. I can't hear you. I said amen. That was a very weak one. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know how many of you have experienced the wind and the rain today. Yeah, the wind was trying to blow me away. But you know, the Lord spoke to me that that is how Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is going to be. The wind of the Holy Spirit is going to blow us, whether we like it or not. Amen. Yeah, the rain of his word is going to come down upon us. Yeah, you know, nobody can touch the wind. But everybody can feel the wind, isn't it? Everybody can experience, or we all know that it was windy. In fact, you know, I was taking a stroll by the riverside because it's shorter to get to my car. But I realized that the wind was trying to take me into the river rather than by the riverside. So I was about to take a new route and walk on the main road. Then I started praying. I said, I shall fear no evil. Yeah, do I walked through the valley of the shadow of death? Said <laughs> uh, to be serious. Be serious. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and um, yesterday we were in hall. We had a really nice time. And those of us who didn't come along next month when we are going, you should come. <laughs> well, they just sent me a message that Reverend is coming next month, so. I'm just relaying it. It was a very, very lovely time. Amen. Oh, Tina, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it? Did you? A lot. Mm, what do you mean by a lot? Amen. And the year is coming to an end, isn't it? Yeah. We have approximately, oh, where is Prince? We have approximately how many more days? To Christmas, mathematicians. Twenty-five plus what? Twenty-five plus. See how Mandy's he was very confident. Twenty-five plus two, so we have twenty-seven days to Christmas. Okay, so the countdown. No, no, Uni said till the end of the year. Hey, the scientist! Oh, the scientist is failing us. The lawyer got the answer right. Hey, She said, she said, she said she thought it was the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, even though I said how many days to Christmas, she said she thought it was the end of the year, so we, we, so we <laughs> shall give it to her. But I thought that for the next few um, Wednesdays, we were going to have and look at something. Tell somebody something. Tell the person, I said we are looking at something. Yes, yeah, so I decided that the something that we should look at, the something. Yeah, it says, you know, there is something. No, it's not anything. It's something. We should look at something that. Can help us now, next year, and the year after, and the year after, and the decade after. And the more of it we have, the better it is for us. Amen. Do you know that there are some things that there's nothing like too much? Like, like when you eat food, you can't have too much, isn't it? When you um, have a Fanta, you can have too much. It's a, it's a kind of drink. I didn't want to say Coca Cola. I was trying to stay clear of that. You know, and you can't have too much of Coca Cola. Yeah, you can't, have, uh, of, uh, you can't have too much of women. Can't have too much of men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yesterday was not a joke. Oh. you before you say Wednesday. Ah, you don't know, <laughs> don't know. Tuesday <laughs> service is. Uh, you know, the question and answer came from cousins, grandmother. My grandmother would like to ask a question. <laughs> my friend, my neighbor. Mm -hmm. It seemed good to me also, I tell you. They say next Tuesday they are doing, it seemed good to me also to invite my neighbor to church. So that's what they are doing next Tuesday. It seemed good to me also. I don't know if they recorded it. Reverend preached powerfully. If you didn't hear it, try and get the message somewhere. This way? Some people recorded it. That's why now, you see, wherever you are, you have to be careful what you are saying. Do you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to always be careful what you're saying because, yeah. So I said that some things are good, but too much of it is not good for us. But some things are also very good. And the more of it you have, the better it is, isn't it? And one of such things is Proverbs. Amen. I just thought that we will have a walkthrough of Proverbs. Amen. 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 You know, and one of the main reasons why I think that we should have a look at it is because Proverbs, and I don't mean wise African saints, I mean the book of Proverbs, because it is one of the most important principles for promotion and for progress. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel that we should really talk about it because for the words in Proverbs to matter, you must have a heart of Proverbs. Do you understand? For the wisdom to be relevant and be useful, then you must also have a heart of wisdom. Do you understand? Do you know that there are some people that you shouldn't even try and give any wisdom to? They will, their whole system will reject it. And when, I want us to just read a few verses from Proverbs chapter 1. You know, we are going to, I'm just going to introduce today. And also, as we go along, we are going to pick a couple of verses throughout the book. And then we are going to analyze them. But I want to encourage us that for this end of December, spend some time. I don't care what book you are using for your quiet time. what, But try and read a couple of verses on Proverbs Every day. Amen. I mean, listen, if if the book of Proverbs becomes your very good friend, your life will change. You understand? Yeah. And, and right from the beginning, maybe I should give you a little bit of background on um, Proverbs so that, you know, at least you know why it is important. So I will give you a little something about it, you know, because... In fact, one of the things, uh, uh, I read it somewhere, and they say that one of the benefits of Proverbs is that it will help you to appreciate systems, you know, like an organized structure. Do you understand? Like where, when you go to a country that has a system in place. Do you understand? And then the person had, had, they had an acronym, and they said the system is saves you stress, time, energy, and money. S-Y-T, you know, it saves you. And and anybody who has enough godly wisdom saves you time, energy, money. You understand? And then when you go to a home or a country or an organization that doesn't have a system, you know what it looks like. You, you, you know where we, we go with the flow. As, as Donald Trump said yesterday, he said, my instinct and my gut's tell me that global warming is not right. I feel it inside of me. You know, even though the scientists are saying all these things, you know, I I just operate by (laughs) So the first thing is that the first thing is that Proverbs is wisdom literature. You know, When you look in the Bible, we have some that they describe as the law. They have some that they describe almost like history. Do you understand? But Proverbs falls under what we call wisdom literature. Other books in the Bible that come under that same category is like Job, Ecclesiastes, certain parts of Psalms, the book of James, the New Testament. Do you understand? They are regarded as wisdom literature. I want us to study it because I want us to stop taking it as slogans. You know, do you know that we use proverbs as slogans? Eh, The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Everybody knows it. So, what do you do with it? It's not meant to be a slang. Do you you understand? Yeah. In fact, and and a lot of Psalms and proverbs, you find them as songs, isn't it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean on your own and It's not a song. You understand? It's an instruction. Yeah. So the fact that you know parts of Proverbs. Do you know that most uh, Rastafarians know Proverbs and Psalms very well? Do you know that? Yeah, they memorize it. Do you understand? Because they say it gives great wisdom. But obviously, when you look at the lifestyle, you realize that obviously the great wisdom... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another thing about the book of Proverbs is that it aims and it's in harmony with every other book in the Bible which is to direct us to the plan of God's salvation. You know that from Genesis to Revelation the whole aim is God's bringing us to a very specific place. Even when we go off, he tries to bring us back on track. Yeah. And, um, yeah, number three, the audience for Proverbs is parents, young people, young men, young women, and every reader of Proverbs. So when you are reading Proverbs, do you understand? Then it's meant for you. you. If you don't read it, then it's not meant for you. Yeah, those of us who uh, listen or watch or subscribe to various uh, magazines or uh, catalogs or whatever, it's meant for you. Use, now they've stopped and they don't do August catalog again eh? for uh, environmental reasons, isn't it? They save paper. You can go online. But some time ago, I mean, when my sister comes to England, the first item that she picks on her first day is an August catalog. You understand? And then she'll spend some time going through it. Then she'll spend some time shopping inside of it. And then sometimes she takes it with her back to Ghana. And every now and then she refers to it as and when she needs it. And the book of Proverbs, parents need it for. Young people need it for. And anybody reading it needs it for. That's if you're reading it. You understand? It's not if You have the book, but if you're a reader of Proverbs, then it's meant for you. The next thing is that Proverbs is applicable to every culture. Because sometimes, can't you read, you can read a verse in in Proverbs. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs. It says that uh, um, um, confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth, isn't it? And then a foot out of joint. You know, it's trying to say that the pain is from your head to your toe. Can you imagine having a toothache and a legache at the same time? It means that your whole body has been captured. So, and that applies to every culture, whether you are African, Ghanaian, British, whatever. If somebody hates you, they hate you. I don't think that there's a white pain and black pain. If you ask anybody who's ever had a broken heart, the process is the same. The pain, plus or minus. <laughs> the intensity may differ <laughs> depending on how vigorous the breakup was. <laughs> yeah, you see, Pastor Sam gave us a story yesterday. That, that somebody was breaking up with somebody. And instead of just telling the person that I'm breaking up with you, I have met somebody. The person said, no, I won't tell him because they want it to be. A, it was time heals soon. So this person married somebody. Still didn't tell the person that, listen, I've broken up with you. Had a baby. Still not telling the person Till the person's father found out and said, "Are you still going out to this girl?" He said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> then the father said, "Is this the same person? Yeah, with her little baby, you know." So when the lady was confronted, "Why did you do that? Why didn't you tell him that?" He said, "Oh, wanted, you know, slow death." <laughs> The next one, what number are we on fire? It gives you examples of types of people and behavior to imitate and those to avoid. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because one of the things about Proverbs that we're going to look at is that it doesn't just talk about wisdom. It talks about wisdom. It talks about the simple-minded. And then it talks about foolishness. So it shows you examples of things that you can imitate and it also gives you example of things that you must avoid or examples that you, don't you know that everywhere you go you can learn something you know sometimes we switch off because it's like oh this place is too bad or this is no it's just teaching what not to do yeah when you look at somebody's relationship you can always learn something from it if it's a good thing you can copy if it's a bad thing you avoid it but it's supposed to teach you something everything teaches you something if you cry, your crying must teach you something. If you get a slow broken heart, it must teach you something. That next time when you're breaking up with somebody, do it quickly. So <laughs> Proverbs chapter 1, I'm reading from the Amplifier. We're just going to look at a few verses and then try and have a framework because you have, must have the right frame of understanding to use because you know what I don't think Christians should be making certain foolish decisions we have no excuse we really 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 you know because you read in the Bible it will tell you that confidence in an, uh, 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 confidence in an unfaithful and they say that the arm of flesh will fail you you've read it in your Bible then, then one day we'll hear you open your mouth I can't believe they did this to me Obviously, you didn't take the scripture properly. Proverbs chapter 1. One of the things is just like Psalms. One of the things we always assume that every uh, chapter of Proverbs is written by Solomon. But it's not true. Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. But you also have people that they will describe as uh, the wise men. Do do, do you understand? Yeah, when you read a book of Psalms, uh, David didn't write all the Psalms. Do you understand? Yeah, so, but verse 1, this is um, Solomon introducing it's believed that he wrote this whilst he was king. The Proverbs, I'm reading the Amplified, do you have Amplified? It says that truths obscurely expressed maxims and parables. I'm going to explain all those because they are really important so that, you see, you must learn how to pull out nuggets and take out things from anything. Do do you understand what I'm saying? So it's describing it as um, maxims, parables. I'll define all of those because you become more valuable. You know, sometimes when when somebody has to counsel you for hours and hours, it means you're not getting it. Do, do, do you understand? When, when, when you begin to value what proverbial things are, then it means that when one line is giving you, like, be careful, you take it as be careful. Do you understand? But when they say be careful, and it's like you want them to add all the other bits, so you ignore it. Then when you go and crash, you say, I say, ah, but we told you be careful. Then now you come to us that you didn't really define the be careful. Yeah. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. If you're a young girl, then you have a sugar daddy, and I see and I say, Be careful. What do you think I mean by be careful? Be careful of the sugar and the daddy. <laughs> 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 oh. well, I, I hear one day in Holland, the, 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 somebody was giving their testimony on a Sunday morning church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To God be all the glory. He's a healer. He has the saving grace, you know? and the lady was sharing her testimony that the job she does, she meets a lot of the sugars and the daddies, and one day, I think when the sugar and the daddy came, the process, he fainted, he was about to die, and I think she too, her stability in the land was not correct, so if she calls any form of him, um, <laughs> and bring her troubles, so she decided to lay hands on him to revive him in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) Real testimony on the pulpit. I really want to thank God because God has delivered her not only from the sugar and the daddy but also from, from the, from. <laughs> because there, there are young people here, so we have to modernize it. Oh, there are young people here, that's why I've modernized <laughs> Hey, their mind has fainted. Said, rise up and walk. <laughs> mm. yeah. no, if you don't get it, you've got to leave it. <laughs> Tina, Tina, Tina wants faith. Tina, see Reverend later. He'll give you all the other aspects of it. <coughs> te- that is why. Te- that's why you haven't realized that in this show, before you give a testimony, it goes through two barriers. <laughs> 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 you, you can't just guys kind of say that I have a testimony. Show. Summarize your testimony. Summarize <laughs> your testimony before. Yeah. Do you know that it has happened so many times? Uh, I think last year in uh, a possessive in America, America, he said that, you know, and they have a very large church. And this guy came. He said he had been healed of cancer. You know, so they gave him the microphone to share his testimony, how God healed him, that now he's, you know, and then they prayed for him. And people gave, you know, and the pastor, this young, vibrant pastor came. And said that, you see, we are not just a fashionable church. We are also a healing church. <laughs> no, no. And yet, to the other thing, is, Facebook Live. And all the live, YouTube, everything live. So by the time the pastor got home, the young boy's mother called. The pastor said, my son doesn't have any such disease <laughs> or illness or any such that. And then, like, a lot of, and people started typing it on the, you know, this is a lie, you know. So now the next Sunday, he has to come and stand behind the pulpit. And he was like, this is a sacred pulpit. And I really value it, and I don't take it lightly, and it cannot be defiled. And I would truly like to apologize for the, she." I tell you. <laughs> Verse 2. That people may know skillful and godly wisdom and instruction. Descend and comprehend the words of understanding and insight. Receive instruction in wise dealing and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity that prudence is also another way that we look at may be given to the simple and knowledge discretion and discernment to the youth the wise also will hear an increase in learning and the person of understanding will acquire skill and attain to sound counsel so that he may be able to steer his course rightly that people may understand a proverb and a figure of speech or an enigma with its interpretation and the words of the wise and their dark sayings or riddles. Amen. Those are enough verses for now. You know, the book of Proverbs that we always regard and we know that it channels and brings us The more we know it, we're talking about wisdom all that. It is not, as much as its emphasis is on godly wisdom, it doesn't dismiss or eliminate uh, intelligence, do you understand, or smartness. For you to be living on this earth, you must have a certain level of smartness. Do you understand, the difference is that the world values smartness and intelligence more than the wisdom of God. And that is where the error is. Because you also have the children of God who say they are chasing wisdom, and so they don't acquire any intelligence, and neither do they understand the, the systems of the world. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? So one does not negate the other. One enhances the other and makes us put it to better use. Because some people's smartness is for only bad things. Do you understand? When they teach, they said there are a lot of drug dealers. If they were to channel that into, it would be amazing. You understand? When I was young, I don't know if these days it happened. When I was young, it seemed like every few months, people found a new way of smuggling drugs abroad. Just by the time they think it's inside the wig, they have changed from the wig to baby pumpers. Just when they catch them from the baby pampers, they have made lining inside the hand luggage. Just when they. So you see that they were, oh, in fact, there was a time that I hear, you know, those who are young, you don't know, there used to be a shoe. It's called guarantee. Yeah. The heel of the shoe may be like this. Then they make a hole inside the guarantee. So as you see them at the airport walking on stills like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then when the uh, uh, jackets came, the, uh, what do you call those uh, puffy jackets they used to do it with kente or whatever. Hey, the weight of the jacket is heavier than, yeah. Then it, it even went, then it came to, uh, uh, this, it's not VCR, was it? Video tape. The big videotape, the one that rolls, that has tape. Not the things that you use nowadays, right? The video tape. So they remove the tape and then they, they, they fill it. And that was even university students. University students, so by the time back, they come back, they're driving a very flash car. And you're wondering. I had a friend go to America, he said he has brought World Cup video. He hey, you're coming here to bring World Cup to here from Ghana. You think the quality of your World Cup video in Ghana is better than it? You know? But you realize that people who are even into really bad things, find smart ways of processing or, do you and getting away with. You know, I mean, look at even in England here. You see that there are cultures or groups or people who even know how to generate income from the system. Do, do, do you I remember when we were in Birmingham. I just had, uh, uh, I had two little babies. And I remember one day in the office, somebody came to me and said, "Oh, do you know there is something called child tax?" Right? And I said, I "Don't know what is that." And you could see that the person was totally experienced, and you realize that sometimes even people who are who are, who should benefit from it and who are in tax, don't know and don't get, and those who don't deserve it shouldn't have it. They know how to operate the system to bend, so it is regarded as smartness. But it's not wisdom. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But then we say we have the wisdom, but we don't apply it to that which is smart. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, verse chapter 1 is trying to explain to us that these are the maxims and parables and prudence and enigma of Solomon. So I want to explain those things to you so that from today when you are reading your Bible, especially when you are reading, you know, they say that one of the uh, uh, things that we as Christians we should do, you know, like how we have vitamins, isn't it? If you don't eat very healthy, you're always encouraged that you should take multivitamin or well woman or well child or well whatever to supplement, do you understand? And I believe that every Christian must also take Proverbs, the book of Psalms, Ecclesiastes, as your vitamin. Yeah. Always, it doesn't matter what you're studying, what you're reading, what you're, you must always at least look at a couple of verses inside the book of Proverbs. Yeah, you'll see that you won't need much counseling. And in fact, you will appreciate counseling better. What's a maxim? So, a maxim is a short statement expressing truth. And and that's what I meant by the fact that you don't have to say the thing plainly and explain. Just one line will make sense to you. Do you understand? Stop it. Do it. You know? Sometimes you can have a stubborn child and you say, go to school. Why should I go to school? What will I benefit from going to school? Why is school so important? Why can't I just play? If I keep playing, won't I also, you know, can't I play more and learn less? Why should I learn more? And That's a child. But we are also grown, and we have those discussions with God on a different level. Why should I marry a Christian? He's also a nice person. He's a man, nevertheless. He's a, he's a very hardworking person. Why does he have to... But when you begin to value wisdom, this one line will make sense to you. What's a parable? A parable is a simple story to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. So when it says that, go to the ant and learn, go to the ant and learn. How they are able to build their anthill. It's trying to give us a moral lesson. That it doesn't matter how tiny you think you are. It doesn't matter how little you think you have. If you keep adding adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. At some point you see that you have a hill. Another thing that comes out of the book of Proverbs, according to the verse we just read, it's prudence, prudence, to be prudent. First thing about that, it means that to have good judgment. You have great sense who don't have good judgment. They are not even able to interpret or see people right. Right? The next thing about prudence is that it means to be sober in handling your affairs. To be careful in handling your affairs. You see, when godly wisdom or when you try and practice what the book of Proverbs says, you realize that you will not be very rash. You will not, when when you have to, you know, take a decision or you have to, you won't be like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Oh, I've stopped, I've stopped. I've left the marriage, I've left the marriage. I'm going to marry now, now. I want to marry now. Weigh the matter. You will analyze, you will count the cost, you will be patient enough to see, you will test it, you will try it, you will check it, you will, you know? Yeah. Some of us, when we go to the shop, we should try it. Don't just look at the color of the dress and buy. Go and try it. Because when you wear it, you will see that the color is not you. Neither is the dress you. Haven't you seen that some of the clothes, they look okay on that plastic thing they have put. But when you put it from there and then you come and wear it, you realize that, oh, no, it couldn't be. Yeah, I don't know how many of us the last few days have been tormenting, but... Most people will have to return a lot of the things they bought. But do you know that a lot of shops, they have things that when you buy, can't bring back. And they'll market and remind you <laughs> that this one, we are giving you extra 5%. <laughs> you cannot return it. <laughs> Another thing about it is that you get a great return on a very small outlay, And that is where the system comes in. You get a great... When you are applying wisdom to things, you are not wasteful. When you are applying wisdom to things, you are not wasteful. You will see that it doesn't take much for you to get far. It doesn't take much for you to do. You don't... Most of us make excuses that I can't do because I don't have... I mean, all the last few months that Reverend has been talking about buy a house, build a house. A lot of us are thinking, hey, no, me, I'm on 800 or I'm on 500. My salary is more you understand is because you haven't realized that you can do much with little if you have a system in place. If you have if if you organize things better. you understand? And that is somebody who is prudent. Somebody who is prudent is 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 somebody who values the little. Do you know that I say this all the time, you know, we exaggerate what we don't have and we look down upon what we have. In everything, yeah, you think that somebody's wife is better. Do you go and marry her? You think that oh, if I got a better job, things will be better. If I got a, it's not what you have. If you can't do much with it, it doesn't matter what you get. How many of us who started working now kind of four things have realized that it's not making much difference. Now that you can buy a blue jeans, a black jeans, a green jeans, a red jeans, and you have all the color jeans, it's really not making much of a difference.. The next thing is that the ability to govern and discipline yourself by the use of wisdom. The ability to govern and discipline yourself, by the, you see that is what makes you a great leader and that is what brings about a great nation. you see we should stop saying some of these things that maybe Africa is cares or the Caribbean it's not true. it's not true it's just because we don't have the ability to govern ourselves well. That is the re- that is basically it yeah. So if you take a, a group of people or somebody who cannot govern, it doesn't matter where you go and put them. Listen, there are people who inherit millions from their parents and they become poor. They will spend everything and go and borrow. If you are not disciplined, you will not manage your affairs well. You see, some of us, we should even watch how we behave when we go into Morrison. You say you were going to Morrison, you're supposed to buy two cans of tomatoes and then one, uh, one loaf of bread and then whatever. But you come out with two bags. Why? Because the bread, they say buy one, get one half price, isn't it? Then the tomatoes, the can kind of tomatoes, you realize that, oh. Yeah. The ham, they're selling the ham at half price. Don't eat ham. You are not even disciplined to stick with the list you made, and some people don't even have lists. So they are led by the spirit. You know, Donald Trumps. Uh, they are led, by, they are moved by the spirit. So if the the spirit moves them to this aisle, they go into the aisle, and then they see the biscuit. That they said they are are on a diet and shouldn't have the biscuit. And they said this is the last biscuit. And then we will start the diet after this biscuit. How many of you have that problem? Listen, if I have some neighbors with me, please give me a wave. (laughs) It's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of. It's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of discipline. You do not need a new dress. You do not need a new shirt. You don't need a new phone. Some of us, even the phones we have, we need to get rid of. If somebody will buy it, we should sell it. Because the tariff we are on, it doesn't make sense. Nobody calls you. There are two people you call. Nobody calls you. Nobody calls you, but you have a new phone. I want us to study wisdom because if everything we are learning in this house, listen, in this house, we are getting so much word that we must begin to understand and appreciate the need to apply it. Neither do you need Samsung. There are some nameless ones that do exactly the same job. Just keep it in your pocket. Find a nice case and cover it. Do you know now there are a lot of these uh, fake phones that look like iPhone or they look like Samsung? When they are in their case, you don't know the title. Hmm. Who cares? (laughs) Most of us, we are not governing ourselves well. Most of us, we are not governing us. It's almost like we are children and we still need somebody to govern us. Yeah. We need somebody to govern. But you see, if people have to govern you all the time, you will never progress. That is why a supervisor is paid more. And that is why a manager is paid more. And that's why the CEO is paid more. Because the CEO has the ability not only to govern themselves, but to govern others. can't even manage your own, let alone any. we do it you see that is why those of us who are parents those of us who want to become parents you have to learn some of these things because the fact that you love your child doesn't mean that your child should have everything it doesn't mean that everything is a yes you must learn how to say no you must learn how to discipline your child you must learn how to correct your child you must learn how to put them in order Sometimes you go into a shop, then you see a child rolling on the floor. Then you see the parent embarrassed or something. You see, it's the behavior that they have received at home that they have come and they are displaying it. But if you have been brought up a certain way, you know that this rolling, the cost of it, it's not even worth the rolling. It's not even worth the rolling. It is not because you don't love the child. But it's because you know the benefits and also the disadvantages of leaving them. Do you, understand? you see, it's not a nice thing to be able to, to say, as for me, I'm a pamper child. As for me, I'm a sports child. If you're a sports child, it means that at some point you're going to smell. We have to put you in the bin. Nobody keeps sports things in their fridge. When you go into your fridge, anything that's sports, you throw it away. John, don't start. <laughs> you, 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 should, you, should, you should begin to even analyze yourself. That you say that, you know, when I come back from work, I'm going to do A, B, and C. Or you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to study this subject for two hours, and I'm going to do this. And then you look at the end of the day, you say that you spend most of it on Snapchat and uh, Instagram. And you say, I will study tomorrow. It is indiscipline. It's because you are not disciplined. Then you see that the failure is coming. It's approaching you. It's approaching you. It's, it's approaching, it's approaching you. You're about to embrace, you're about to embrace it. Yeah. Then you will see the one who has succeeded. It's not because they are cleverer, it's not because they are smarter, but it's because they governed and controlled themselves and discipline themselves well. That's the only difference. So when it was time to switch the phone off, some of us, we can't switch our phone off. Eww, palpitations. Even sometimes when we are sleeping, we think we can hear our phone ringing. You have to. You see, and that has become more difficult for our generation now because there are a lot of things that distract us. There are a lot of things that waste our time. There are a lot of things that are not fruitful. You may have different interests or whatever, but you must learn to make sure that everything brings some value, even if it is rest. Because do you know that sometimes when you go through Facebook, it's not giving you rest. You might even go and just by mistake, you see some of your ex-boy or girl looking really nice. Then they would have put by the person's picture, the love of my life. That is you not sleeping today. Definitely your assignment won't be done. If you are not careful, the next day you won't even go to work. And because of this thing that you saw, you're about to lose your job. And the next time you hear, they have even said that they have proposed in a relationship. You want to look on their status, they have shifted it. <laughs> I'm staying on this point because I feel like I, I, I feel like if I try and if, if I try and rush it, somebody will feel relieved. You cannot feel relieved on this matter. Do you know that the person who is disciplined, the person who governs themselves well, does better than the person who prays very well? That is why it appears that the world does better than the church. That is why ungodly nations like Switzerland do better than godly countries, where the devil can't stay. But you go to places where supposedly the devil has saturated, and they progress, because the word did not apply to only Christians or non-Christians. It applies to anybody who will apply it. If you are disciplined, it will happen. If you are not, it will not happen. As for me, I don't like to be stressed. You will see that if you are in a relationship and you can't zip up, you go into your next relationship, you won't be able to zip up. You will see that your ability to zip up goes down, gets weaker and weaker and weaker. Till you rise up. These things that we'll be looking at, they are things that you have to exercise. And the more you exercise, the stronger you become in them and the more impact they have. Yeah, those of us who have been trying to lose weight that don't exercise. You can't out train a bad diet. Eat nonsense and go and exercise for four hours the next thing is that having good judgment in the use of resources having good judgment in the use of resources Pastor what are you talking about having good judgment in the use of resources so you have your last 20 pounds And then there's a book there on leadership on how to raise your children or how to bring up godly children. There's a book there or there's an app that helps you how to study the Bible. And if you download the app, it will cost you eight pounds. But also, there's a t-shirt that is going on sale for eight pounds. Which one should we use the eight pounds for? Having good judgment. On how to use resources. I only have two hours to spare. Do I go to church? Or do I sit behind the TV and let time pass me by? Having good judgment. Do I encourage somebody with the fruit of my lips? Or do I insult somebody with the fruit of my lips? Having good judgment. Because the resource you have is the resource you have. If you have 100 pounds, it's 100 pounds you have. So what you will do with the 100 pounds is based on the way you are wired. It's how you judge what is valuable. It's how, you see, sometimes you have parents, you have, I don't know how many of you came from homes like that. I came from a home where my father was very, very, felt very important looking after people's children. And then when you go and you say, Daddy, I want this, unless it's a textbook, you are most likely to say, get a no. So if you want to get something, just find a list of books. <laughs> but then, so you go into society, you go everywhere and they are like, yeah, so your father is amazing. He's very helpful, he's very kind. But the people who are in his household that he should be taken care of may not be receiving that same. <laughs> you have a husband. You know, some wives and husbands, when they come to church, they get irritated. Because they are looking at this wife who will not even make a cup of tea for them at home. Then they come to church and they see her. Pastor, how many sugars? guys? Yeah then they would have brought a, a saucer with a cup, with a tissue. When they're at home and the husband say, where are your legs? Good judgment to use the resources you have. Because the 24 hours is the 24 hours. Whether you waste all of it, it's still the 24 hours. Whether, do you know that's also one of the differences between the rich and the poor? Our use of the 24 hours. Our use of the 24 hours. You don't get any extra hour from anywhere. So if you sleep through it, even rest. Some of us don't know the value of rest. When you don't rest, you are not productive. Having good judgment that now I've got to sleep. It's equally important. Those people who don't sleep and study and study and study, you see, they feel. Because by the time they go and finally sit behind the exam paper. Yeah, everything is spinning. They can't think far. Everything is spinning. And then you see the one who took their time every day, standing a few hours, every day, st- and the night before the exam had a good sleep, get up with their pen and paper, go and sit down, and when they sit down, they rest. You see, when you go into an exam room, and then you see somebody, as soon as they open their paper, they're scribbling plenty. They haven't learned anything. The thing, the thing in their brain is very temporary. You give it half an hour to get out of their brain. As soon as they sit down, then the rest. <laughs> if you haven't looked at the questions. As to, as to whether what they have written is even any of the questions applies to it. That's very irrelevant. But you see that the one who spent their time wisely and studied well properly and is prepared for the exam. Look at the question. jot down the points that relate to that question. and Look at the next question. Then you see the people who have read question one to the end, and they are coming back again from the end, back to the front. <laughs> In the same way, also, you can see somebody who is answering the question and keeps collecting paper. It doesn't necessarily mean that they, they maybe it's like they, the chapter that they've studied, they have to just write it. <laughs> Let me give us a last one before we go because having good judgment on how we use the resources have having good. You see, young men, let me help you. Have good judgment because your I love you is one. So make sure that you have judged well before you go and open your mouth and say I love you. I love you, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, no, even if not everybody if only one person is getting and then you go and drop it at the wrong place it has dropped. Yeah. I have to judge well. to judge well. judge well. Last one I feel like I'm injecting somebody. You have to be quiet. I have to be quiet. I have to be quiet. No, because we must rise above just this. I'm a Christian. They are not Christians. By the grace of God, I'm saved. They are not saved. I'm on fire for Jesus. Even Jesus, the Bible describes him as the wisdom of God and the power of God. Jesus, how God anointed him. The same Jesus who was so anointed that he went about doing good. But that same Jesus is wisdom. So you can't just be a charismatic. And the problem is more with the charismatic Christian. When when in doubt, speak in tongues. I receive it. Meanwhile, it is the wisdom that will bring to fruition the prophetic word, the declarations that have been made, all those things that you have received and you have caught. Oh, no, it's okay. The only way they will come into fruition is if you have wisdom. You see, you see it, it takes a certain level. I was speaking to a pastor friend, and she was like, a preacher came to the church and called somebody and told the person that they have a prophetic gift in a very specific evangelistic area. And the man left the church to go on evangelistic. <laughs> but, so you see, that tells you somebody who, who may have a bit of power, but no wisdom. As you have got, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> that people may understand a proverb and a figure of speech or an enigma. An enigma is mysterious things. And things that are difficult to understand. So proverbs will make you understand mysterious things and things that are normally difficult to deal with or difficult to understand. You see, when this level of wisdom is coming to you, the way you will treat things. Let's say when people hate you or when something goes wrong, the way you will relate with it is very different. From somebody who has not acquired that knowledge. Haven't you seen how married people can fight in the street? Haven't you seen how families can quarrel and disgrace each other? But you see that when wisdom is there, you know when to speak. You know when. The Bible will teach you, be slow to speak. be Slow to anger. Be quick to listen. You, yeah, the, the Bible will teach you, a good name is better than riches you know what to chase after, what not to chase after. It makes you understand things that otherwise people, it's not easy to understand or it's not easy to use. But you, you you're a Christian. That person is not a Christian, but your behavior is the same. When you hear somebody saying, let's put the Bible aside, immediately you know you're in trouble. And the fact that I'm a Christian doesn't mean that Hey, when I have to give it to you, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you and I'll feel better. <laughs> you see, some of us, we don't even understand why, you know, you grow up, your children don't want to come to church. Because they have seen your bad behavior. Just outside of church. Sometimes they look at both of their parents like, which set goes to church and which church which comes? A pastor's daughter once told me, she said for her all her life as a pastor's kid, she just assumed that, you know, like her parents come to church to act. And then they go home to live. Because as far as she was concerned, the thing that she sees them do, they are not supposed to take it seriously. So like when he comes to church, he says, husbands love your wife. He doesn't mean it. Okay, let's clap for um, Alfred as he goes in and out of um. (laughs) From what happened? Does anybody have a question on wisdom as we are about to close? Or a contribution? Or a challenge? You know, there are some two scriptures in Proverbs, one says that uh, by virtue of good counsel, wage war. Then it also says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. What it's saying is that the one who is wise will win their battles. Do you understand? It's also saying that the one who is wise is protected. Not world wisdom, godly wisdom. By the time you go and look at the book of James, you realize that it gives you certain characteristics of this kind of wisdom. Yes, Reverend. Everyone ask this question and answer it, yeah. So James 3.17 says that the wisdom of God is easy and and treated. What is the difference between that and the wisdom of the world? Yeah, so when you look at James chapter 3, you look at it, it says that this wisdom is pure. This wisdom. Yeah, read it. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. No, if I go go up a bit first and read the other one. Um, From... Verse 13, yeah. who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good, wo- and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Amen. So you see that verse number 14 gives us what the wisdom of the world looks like. Envy. Selfish ambition rivalry, full of pride, chases falsehood, superficial, sensual, devilish, animalistic, unspiritual, demonical, contention, confusion, disharmony, that is the kind we see in our workplaces, People want to rise, pull them down, pinch you. Especially if you're in a corporate environment. You are joking. You are joking. People will send emails. You see, the reason why people save their emails is not because they are uh, very methodical. No, it's for evidence. To prove that you didn't do it. To prove that you did it. To prove that you wrote that. To prove that kind of wisdom, that is the earthly wisdom. The end of it is not good. The motive is one of the things that differentiates godly wisdom and earthly wisdom. The motive behind the action. The, motion be, the motive behind the counsel. That's why it's not even everywhere you go and get counsel. And that is how you yourself can also know what kind of motive you are operating under. Yeah. Because as you have dressed nice and put your lipstick and you've come to sit in Brotherhood, what is your motive? It described one. It said, to entice. Godly wisdom, then it gives you. Wisdom is undefiled, peace-loving, considerate, willing to yield, full of compassion. Good fruit. You see, when advice comes, when godly advice comes and you don't take it, it's a sign that you lack wisdom. Because godly advice is not necessarily sweet, it's not necessarily nice. And real godly advice, when it comes, you can't always be right. Where a marriage can work well, then it means that husband and wife are ready to take counsel, even if it tastes bitter. Earthly wisdom will look for whose side will be better, will benefit more, and then will just side with the person. And that is why the Bible says that the poor man's wisdom is despised. Because if we follow the rich man, hopefully we will get something. Even though there were a poor man may be giving, all of us, even who are grown, we have the same attitude. Your uncle who hasn't achieved much, when he's talking, he do not listen. If he comes and says, Listen, stay in school, then you're looking at him. If he has stayed in school, it's not good for you. You have no evidence from what you're saying. But then you will see that the rich uncle, when he comes and he's even saying nonsense, Hey, you bow to every word. And he will come and give you bad advice. Don't just marry. Test the waters. Make sure you are. And you look at how he has risen. Yes, uncle. Because he has wealth. Because he has prestige. And those are the things that earthly wisdom defines and looks at. And we have brought it into the church. That somebody who is blessed is somebody who is financially prosperous. Somebody who is godly is somebody. But that is not biblical. God does not promote poverty, but God neither does He use money or worldly blessing to define somebody who is really blessed.